Hello and welcome to our podcast called Wormhole Pinball Presents. My name is Jamie Birchall, and today I am joined by Wisconsin's one and only Rachel Ristow. How are you, Rachel? I am great. How are you, Jamie? I, I'm really good. Welcome to the Wormhole Virtually. Uh, you were here in Houston in 2022. I, it's the first time I met you. Yes. We're in, we were in the tournament room at Space City, and you were handing out cheese curds. Do you remember that? I doubt you do. Uh, it was it was no problem for me to fly with five pounds of cheese curds, so that was good. Uh, they were pretty it, darn good. I'm not going to lie to you; they were really good. Yeah, well, I'm planning on coming down there again this year in 2024. Uh -huh. So I my room. So now I'm just waiting for the tournaments to open so I can get registered and come down again. Uh, that was the best. But still to date, I think. And I've done a lot of traveling pinball stuff, but I still think to date that was the best expo they've been to. So oh, wow. Thank you so much. Are you going to TPF this year too? Nope, I am not. Okay. Uh you know, part of that is the style of tournament and the amount of people that are there. I'd like to experience it at some point, but it's not this year. No problem. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad you're coming to Houston again. Uh it is a blast, right? I mean it the 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 expo itself is a blast and then the tournament's really great we had a really phenomenal wesley johnson one in 2023 and that turned out really great and we were all yelling and then and then they partied all night and stayed for the women's finals the next morning so it was uh it's right fun. yeah it's a non-stop party and when i talk about it i tell people i'm like this is a show where you can get a tattoo at it's a show that has live music that has uh, a, a band or DJs. It's they have their yacht rock midnight toast. I don't know if they still do that, but I'm oh yeah. There. It's like a traditional thing. They bring in um, is it Denny's or IHOP? Is it IHOP? Yeah, last That's year it was Denny's. So uh, they brought in I think twenty five or thirty grand slams or something even more than that. At like three in the morning or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it's really such, it's like a festival more than an expo is a great way to describe it. And the reason, not only just that, outside the pinball and all of that, the people in Texas when I was down there were like the nicest folks ever. Just so warm and inviting and uh, you invited me come, to come onto the stream. That was so cool. Yeah, I, I think we have a really good vibe here in houston i think the pinball community has a pretty good vibe um but in houston our uh patriarchs and matriarchs that run the the houston arcade expo and that run space city pinball we just have this no jerk policy here and we really implement it especially at the wormhole because last time you were here we couldn't get you in we did so people that don't know when you come to, to houston you don't want to just come for the friday saturday sunday space right. you really want to try to get there for half the week at least because it's called the week of whoppers and we have this burger king head that's at the wormhole and if you come to the wormhole you'll see the burger king head we have a mcdonald's and a burger king and something else on the way uh and these were um helium tubes when you would fill the uh the mcdonald's you fill a balloon at mcdonald's at the sure. playroom in the back right yeah, so right. We have these things at the wormhole because why not, right? And so for the week of Whoppers, which starts here, it's usually a four X here, and then it goes all the way throughout the city. Uh, we, you didn't have a chance to come to the wormhole that time, so try 
And this time I'll even open it up for you. You just come. Oh, I'd be so excited because I've seen uh, photos. You, I think the wormhole did it recently hosted Women's State, correct? That's right. And you did. Okay, it's so awesome. And so I saw a couple other photos finally really of the inside of it. And it really looks like an amazing place. So I would be so honored to be able to to make it there. I did play a warm-up tournament last year or whatever. We wanted to call it, I guess, during the week of Whoppers. But that was so exciting. Uh, and I, and so I have been looking at that again for this week and looking at the different things and trying to, I'm really trying to cal carefully calculate my vacation time. Awesome. So I down there and play, like, I like to play that Wednesday or Thursday night too, if I can, yeah. because it's a great opportunity, especially for the competitive player. It's almost like this undisclosed little secret, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really I mean, the week of Whoppers is really cool. Yeah. Who else? I mean, I know like, because if people know me, I play at a lot of District 82. Mm -hmm. And so that are big tournament events, a lot of tournaments in a short amount of time sometimes or four days or maybe five. But it's never anything more than that. So to have like, basically everybody come together and create, I don't know, seven days worth of it's got to be right seven days worth of tournaments that's amazing so i think it's just such a cool opportunity and i can't wait to come play i wish i could come spend the whole week there but oh, i also no. have oh too you know <laughs> we gotta work i mean we gotta work we got things we gotta do right uh so you do travel a lot for competitive pinball i mean let's let's start with the origin story right like i like to start how did you get into this crazy world that's competitive pinball and you could sprinkle in when you started playing regular Sure. Um, well, the first time, well, like the pinball origin story is that my first pinball machine that I ever played, I was 12 or 13. I was on roller skates at my local skating ring called Big Wheel, and it was the Adams Family. So that is a grail game, and that is a game that anytime I see it, I want to play it. But as far as the competitive side of it, I kind of forgot about pinball uh, until we had a Doctor Who at the local arcade. There was a Fishtails that I played at the campground, things like that. Kind of forgot about it, and then I went to Columbus, Ohio to visit my cousin, Amy Custing, that lives out there, who's a competitive player. And she had a couple of games in her record shop and at home. And she, we talked about it and we played a little bit. And I really had such a fun time that when I came back here, she's like, well, if you're really interested, there's this place called D uh, Titletown Pinball that opened in the Green Bay area and you should go check it out. And so I did. And that was in September of 2019. And I walked in there and I have not left. I mean... I have left, but it just was unbelievable just to, that place is incredible. If you've not made the, if people have not made the check there, it's really worth it. And I'm always happy to help people like to plan their trip for X, Y, Z, because it's in a weird location in the state in order to get to all of that, uh, unless I digress. So uh, District 82 is just such a beautiful place to play. The games play unbelievable, but it's not just that, right? It's not just the never-ending puzzle that pinball is it's also about the people and that this you talk we've talked about community before and uh the, the community at district 82 is fantastic and i find that there's i'm like so if we've got this going on here at district 82 and this is great we're friends we're like a pin family it's amazing like you know i've, I've hung out with some of the ladies and and fellas too outside of pinball we didn't play pinball you know we go and do other things too you know you can that as a as i'm gonna make like a little sidetrack here that as an adult 
fantastic way to meet new people is to pick up a hobby. And I always suggest pinball when I have friends <laughs> and they're like, you know, I haven't met anybody new in a while. And I'm like, well, you should come along to a pinball tournament with me. You'll meet <laughs> crazy misfits and weirdos and lovely people. Just you wait, you know. Yeah, um, I know. And, and, and most, if not all of them, are so welcoming to mm -hmm. all of our differences that I love it. Uh, I really do. Very rarely do we get that person that's, uh, well, we just don't have the jerk policy. You know, it's just, it's, it's, no, there's no need for it. Not in pinball. We're having fun, right? And I think that there's also sometimes a trend of people that uh, they get on the negative bandwagon about X, Y, and Z in pinball. And that's not good either because why? I mean, I don't have that kind of energy. No, I, just... I, I don't either. As 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 you are a uh, also a content creator, we'll get into that. But we don't. I don't like to spew anything negative, really, because I'm not really a negative person. One and two. Uh, this is so many great things about what we're doing and what's going on in the community that I'd rather not spend anything any time on anything really negative. I agree. So that's so. Anyways, that's really. <clears throat> excuse me. To the answer to that question, that really is the way that I got into the hobby is via my my cousin and with her encouragement. But it was really just, again, the people were so kind. Eric Thorne and Tom Graff and Eric Strangeway, the very first day I was there, I met them. And they were so nice. And also Beth Trafka and Tara Henjum and the women that I've been playing, you know, District 82 is special, just like I think so many pinball communities are, but it has been the same core of like 40 to 45 people that have been playing forever together, and I think that's such a special thing, too. I don't know. I think it makes you a better player as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, we'll talk about that. Hold on a second here. You are, you've only been playing since 2019? Since 2019, that's right. I have it in my notes here. You are 505th in the world. As of today. <laughs> As of today, because I look today. I, I, I look today, and then 116th in the ladies and the women's. Yeah, and uh, which is, that's great. I wish my women's rank was higher, but as I run women's pinball stuff, I often don't play it, or I, um, I'm just not so focused. It's very hard to focus. I think it's tough to TD and play. Uh, I don't TD, or, so I have no idea, but commentate and play is also very, very difficult. That's that my awesome. excuse. That's my excuse, Rachel, of why I'm twenty four hundred or twenty five hundred. Uh, uh, no, I'm really, I'm really happy though. Even though that's that's my woman's rank, and I know if I wanted to improve it, I could. But my overall rank at five hundred five today that feels really good, especially with the new Whopper version that came out in January of twenty twenty four. That it's you're only your top fifteen tournaments and your Whopper efficiency and everything that ties into that. I'm hap I'm really happy that I'm still right there around the 500 mark um but i will say i am much more proud of one other fact about my pinball stuff it's hard for me to say stuff like that but here i go Come i'm on. really yeah i'm really excited because i ended 2023 as 12th woman overall in open division so that helped me punch my ticket to go play women's world championship in march and that to me being able to i played it the year before and this year i feel like i'm a much more experienced player i have better skills i've developed better skills i have better knowledge again like you know it's like an upgrade sometimes in playing pinball yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah so i'm i'm more excited about being 
12th woman overall in the world and working towards being a single digit. Uh, I think that's, that'd be a cool goal too. Uh, it's tough. The women that play, they are a bunch of badasses. Holy you know, moly. Competitive level, you know. They're not just great women players. They're great players. You guys, you, know, are, you guys are great players. Absolutely. Well, I'm talking about the other women that are in the open division with me. Okay. Like, it's hard for me to improve my rank because the other players that I'm playing against are so freaking good. You know, so that's why I meant that. No, no, but, no. What do you attribute your steady, you know, from going from starting to 505 in the world? Like, what was the aha moment in your pinball competitive world that kind of went, okay, if I dead bounce more, if I really concentrate on looking at these shots, or, or what was your the skill set that kind of helped you? Nudging, what was it? Or all well, of the I think it's twofold. Uh, we'll talk about this, the nudging and skills, yes. But I think the first thing is all of the commentary I do for Fox City's pinball stream. That is the number one thing that I think has made me be a better player because I've learned more about games, about the rule, the rule set of games, not only, but figuring out how people watching other people nudge a game, watching other people choose to let the ball come all the way around the orbit, come hit the bottom of the flipper, the flipper and just pops over to the other. And they're so trustworthy, you know, learning things like that. So I think that's the number one thing that uh, really has helped my play, especially in the last two years is the time that I've spent in the booth at District 82. And I think that when I'm in the booth, it's a much more, and maybe this is the same for you, Jamie, where I feel like I absorb information more when I'm sitting there in the hot seat versus me sitting at home watching the stream. Uh, absolutely. 100%. I just have not been able to uh, twofold. Here's my problem. I haven't been able to take that knowledge and really put up better scores on the tournaments. And also I like doing this much more, so I don't practice. Hey. Okay. So like I'll fool around and I'm, I, do I ever want to get in the top 1000? I just don't see me putting in the time to be able to do that. Truthfully. I just really love this. And in between rounds, I'm messing with these things and these axons and all this I understand. It's it's also it's a huge distraction while they're trying to play. So when Tom wins things, or he comes in like fourth at big events or something, I'm so stoked for him because I know how difficult it is. I'm so glad that I can be there. It's like the Super Series. I'm so glad that I can be in the booth. So he can, even if he's moving the rig, that's all he's doing is moving the rig or telling me the game. And then I'm doing the rest of the stuff so that he can go play. And I like doing that because he deserves to play as a player uh, as as well. Um, so anyway, so Fox City's pinball stream. If you don't know it, go find it. Oh, my gosh. You guys are the goats. You and IE. I mean, it's you, IE, and JDL. That's what I, I – and now I've, I've done it. I've gotten the three of you on. And uh, I can rest now. I don't have to do any oh. more podcasts anymore. I finally got – Fox Cities, IE Pinball, yeah. and JDL, who I adore JDL. Man, they are the nicest people over in Germany. Uh, I met them uh, at the UK Open, and then I ran into them somewhere else, too, before that. But, yeah, what, what, what wonderful people. So nice um, and funny. They're both very witty and oh, funny. Oh, yeah, very witty. Go ahead. So the, I was going to say, I was going to answer because it's a two-fold question. So the oh, other yeah, thing... Was. 
the skills, yes, the nudging and uh, the nudging definitely has gotten better in terms of I figure based on a modern or classic, I nudge games differently. I've noticed, and then the other thing, like you said, is the dead bounce. I have tried so hard. That was my number one goal in twenty twenty three, is to just put that trust into it. And I can't tell you how many times I got screwed by the knuckle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. And it slides down and it's like, ah, but, uh, but that's always something I learned for the next game. So the dead bounce control, um, and controlling chaos that way, that was a, that's been a huge game, uh, game changer for me as well. It's the trust that you said it's, yeah. The and then, you know, it's not only learning when to dead bounce is learning when not to, and learning which gene yeah. says to you, nope. You know, Creature of the Black Lagoon, that dead bounce coming from Move Your Car was one of my first aha moments that the, weren't, the one we had here would bounce off the right flipper. I could trap it on the left and I could move cars all day. And but it was that trust. It, it was not to flip the right flipper. Let it do its bounce. And oh, yeah, it's it's well, like and how much that opened my game up. Uh, and then I was having longer ball times and really being able to, you know, take the breath and take the shot because now I've got the ball trapped, things like that. So, yeah, it's crazy to think back about um, if people, people that have known me since the beginning of Pinball Rachel, talk about myself in third person, they would say, and there's a reason why my name is Rachel Tilt. That's my screen name and yada yada. It's because when I first started playing, I didn't realize that there was this finesse of that. And so I felt like the nudging and everything had to be much harder in order to grab things under control. And now my nudging has, I don't, I did tilt last night, district at tilt on Tuesday, but that was on me because demolition, man, whatever. Wasn't much bonus. It's not a big deal, <laughs> but, uh, but I tilt less. And so I think that it's finding the finesse of that, that nudge um, has been a really big part of it as well. That's awesome advice for people. Uh, and every time I have a great player like yourself, I just, especially oh, yeah. someone that has really, they get the aha moments, if you will. Yeah. I always want to pick your brain and say, hey, how did, what was the aha for it? Was it nudging? Was it bouncing? Was it a combination? So, so thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so you travel a lot for pinball, like we were talking about earlier. Let's talk some spots that you've been to and that you really loved and, want to get back to have have you been to the vfw i have not in michigan yeah i have not um i was actually just there this past weekend and i played is it ulix pinball store and arcade that's in monroe michigan and it's in a mall and they streamed it yips i think it's yipsy pinball they streamed it it was crazy craziest thing that was a neat place to go but i've not and but when i was there people asked me if i've been to the vfw i said no i've not and i don't think i'll have time for that this year or cal or pinball at the zoo i like to go to those things though uh, Clay, another one i've got a whole bunch yeah let's talk about what are your favorite like if if you could only go to five or six events i mean where are you going across well if and money was no issue sure let's just have fun with it Oh, I would go back to the UK Open in a heartbeat because that was it was a very brutal format that I don't like the card format, but I would go back because I had such a fun time and it was a great trip all in all. Um, so I guess that's less about pinball. Wow, <laughs> okay, pinball's <laughs> all about it's all inclusive. It's not just the place; it's the people. Well, 
Um, I would like to, I would like to, uh, do either like, I think Zapcon in Arizona, or I'd like to go to, I would like to go play a tournament at Imono Harney's new pinball palace that she opened. You know, there's like so many cool locations. I'd like to go play free play Florida. Yeah. Um, out to Colorado and check out there's a huge scene there. Oh my gosh. We have to talk about Seattle uh and Washington and the scene that's out there. There's so many great places to go play. Uh I my mean, problem like is I keep having people on the podcast and then they say, Hey, when are you coming over here? So now I've already committed myself somehow to Germany. I'm going to Memphis and check out Flipstream. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to this, 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 and my wife's looking at me like, what are you talking about? You're not going to these places. Well, last year, the, the uh, last year I did do a little bit of traveling. I was able to go to Sweden and the UK, uh, and I had I had a fun time. I also went to North Carolina, South Carolina at the beginning of the year and played a couple tournaments. Uh, what I found is I like to travel as Rachel as a person, and pinball I found last year in 2023 that it was really fun to travel to different places I've never been in the world. Uh, and then I kind of played pinball by proxy. Like that was a secondary to the point of the trip. So the point was like, I went to North Carolina and spent two nights on the middle, on the side of the mountain, literally river coming off the mountain. You know, it was beautiful. This tiny, tiny little cabin. It was amazing with no reception, nothing away from everybody. It was great. But then I also traveled down the mountain and played a bunch of tournaments because they're in the area. So it's like, it's the, for me, it's getting the balance of uh, the pinball, pinball stress and fun. <laughs> yeah. Pinball can be stressful, right? Um, but also getting the fun of a new adventure, a new ground under my feet, that kind of thing. Me and Tim and uh, John Spates, we kind of make up the uh, the guise of the wormhole, if you will. And uh, we went on a, a river trip to Idaho. And nice. Our five days, no cell, no nothing. What did we do when we got out? Well, we went to the Idaho Pinball Museum, and uh, <laughs> we went that night. And Rachel, we were so darn tired. I felt so bad. They opened it up and did. They were doing tech night, so we like kind of uh, came in on their tech night, and we can only last like forty five minutes. We were so darn tired, but it, <laughs> that's, that's a so neat place. That's a neat place. There's just so many, right? There's so many oh, neat places. And I went. The Appalachian Pinball Museum, the Asheville Pin Pinball Museum, you know, there's uh, even even the one that's in um, Las Vegas. That that's uh, that's a good pinball museum too. If you look at it as a museum versus an arcade, there's some just really really neat places to play. Uh, so I, it's kind of like Pokemon, like collect them all. I want to play them all. <laughs> are you going anywhere in 2024? Any any other place? <laughs> where, where are you planning to uh, go this year? Yeah, I'm hoping to get to Arizona, April or May, and I'm going to go play Hangar Pinball in Tulsa. I'm pretty sure it's Tulsa, Oklahoma. They are having an event in early July, and I put that on my calendar. There's some guys that came up to District 82, and they're like, we're doing this thing, and it's going to be our first, or maybe maybe it's an annual big tournament. It's coming up, and we'll invite you, and sure enough, uh, they sent sent me a guy. The organizer sent me a real nice invitation to go play it. So I'm gonna get that set on the calendar. Um, I'm going to try to. I'll probably travel a little bit to Iowa or Michigan or Minnesota. This this year I have to laugh a little bit because 
After playing Women's State this year, I've decided maybe I should go try to punch my ticket in another play in another state so that I can go play the Nationals tournament. So, I mean, that's revealing my hand a little bit, but if you pay attention to anybody's IFPA page, you'll know that they're, you know, obviously playing in other places. So, um, I think that that's going to be like some of the short-term goals, but I'm very excited. Um, but, and most of all is that I'm going to come down to Houston. So that's in November. That's awesome. That is yeah. Awesome. What do yeah, you that's... attribute to pinball's growth over the last five, that since you've seen it in 2019, what, what do you attribute, especially on the streaming end on, on all of it? To the growth, what do I attribute to the growth of pinball? Yeah, what, what what's going on? We've gotten a lot more popular, don't you think? Yeah, I think that it's definitely gotten popular. I think that it is people, maybe people are looking for something to do that's social, or people are, or maybe pinball machines, because there's been a resurgence, and in terms of them being routed and on location, then maybe more people are running into a pinball machine at their local bar, pizzeria, laundromat, mall. <laughs> They're like, what's this pinball thing, you know? So I think that could be part of it. I really don't know. You know, I don't know if I could really say anything about the impact of, I mean, besides like iPinball being on the front page of Twitch. Yeah, uh, that, that was pretty cool. Really cool of 10,000 views. But like, I don't know if any of the, as much as we all love the pinball content, I don't think that the pinball content really makes a dynamic impact to the rest of the world. So I don't know what it is. You know, like maybe it's a, Maybe it's like somebody is at an estate sale and they see this old, I don't know, like an old EM. They're like, what is this thing? And they take it home and they get bit. I think pinball is also something where it's either you love it or you're just kind of eh about it. I think either you're crazy about it or you're just, you know, you could take it or leave it. It's one way or the other. What about you? I, I think, well, I got hooked by Tim Hood. I mean, he would be, I jokingly call him, he would be a great cult leader if there was a cult of pinball because he got me in, he got John Spates, he got so many involved into this, uh, you know, this sport, this hobby, especially the competitive side, because I have no interest in playing competitive pinball. Zero. I just liked hanging out at league nights, watching everyone play and on their phones with this app. I was, it was like 2019, the beginning of 2019. I'm like, what are these guys doing, man? And, yeah. and everyone and then just i got hooked and then they paid my way to a tournament like i just came to watch and they paid my way and said no no you're already in and this guy over here already created this ifpa number you have to remember this number and i was like what is happening what are you people doing to me rachel i was like what and that was it that was early 2019 and then during covid we got really hooked right i mean that's how the wormhole came about but uh I don't know. I think, that's what I attribute it to. It's just great people. I was like, there is a hidden community of nice people here that I can hang out with and play this these awesome games, and no game is really the same. What? 
Right. And every game, it's like a puzzle. To me, that's, you know, it's the people, yes, but each game is so unique. And trying to figure out the ball is going to drop this way. Nope, it's going to hit the sling first this time. <laughs> or like, you know, just it's the setup and the the control and the controlling of chaos. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I, I like doing puzzles anyway. So for me, it just feels like it's a nat natural progression. I also like really, really like that there's so many quote-unquote youth, um, a lot of uh, young adults that are playing, which I think that speaks volumes for our hobby, uh, and that there are some really great young players between the ages of like 10 and 15 that can just blow things up. That's so exciting to see there. But, you know, I think about that too, but the parents are probably usually involved anyways in pinball, right? And generally, in that, you know, it's not like usually a kid's like, sees on xbox there's like some kind of pinball thing they're like i want to go play a real one i don't think that works <laughs> like that but uh yeah i it's it's just such a fun hobby all in all how did you get into commentating real what's let's shift to your commentating and your your uh commentating and how did you get into this podcast because you're featured on poor man's podcast right yeah the ray ray show and the ray ray show. okay so yeah talk to me how did how did this all come about okay so and I think it was like, was it late summer of 2020? People were kind of itching for content, pinball stuff, and staying at home. And we all masked up, and they played. It was a very small tournament that they ran at District 82. It was a pin skins. It was four players, and it was streamed. And uh, Tom asked if I wanted to come do commentary in the booth. And it was three, three, and it was actually, that's the first day that I met the poor men of the poor man's people podcast were there, um, Ian and Drew. And it was funny because the three of us actually had a really good rapport about commentary. And then I, I didn't really know who these guys were. And I just had so much fun doing that. And the encouragement from Tom was, you know, like, if you wanted to come into the booth to come do it. And I'm like, well, okay. But I feel like I'm such an idiot because a rookie Rachel, really, not an idiot, rookie Rachel, because I had no idea really how most of these games, there's 115 games there. I don't know how they all play. I don't know all the rules. I don't. I still don't know how the super mega fancy bonus works on Harlem Globetrotters. I don't know. You know, and so to me, that's, it seems so scary and overwhelming, but he's like, you just come on in, you know, we learn, we learn together. And he is so right because chat uh, is also got to thank all the all my people in chat, if you're listening to this, I love you and I appreciate you so much because you're always there for me. And I also really love the people that say, Rachel, you sound tired. I'm like, yep, I sure am. That means I need to get out of the booth and take a walk. <laughs> you know, it's like that that's part of it. So I just caught the bug. And when the first Super Series came around, I just thought this would be such a great learning opportunity. So it's such a selfish thing. So I said to Tom, I'm like, I'll come commentate for the the whole thing. And so I did, and I did that for three years, and it was uh, again so much fun, and I learned so much. Tom just trusted me. Yeah. Uh, that's what it boils down to. Uh, and then in turn, uh, because I met Ian and Drew, I became part, and I started listening to their podcast, uh, and I became part of the Poor Man's Pinball Tribe. And because of that, the tribe members, there's forty-ish of us, and I thought it was interesting to get to know these other people that are in the tribe that are just some people are just generic everyday people in the best of ways. And we also have people that play cool instruments. There's 
uh, people that are designers, pinball designers, just a wide variety of different people. So Tim Lee, my co-host of Tribe Multiball, we got together and we we did a whole bunch of podcasts uh, interviewing the different tribe members. Just it's like we get to get you know to get to know the other friends that also enjoy the same silly commentary of the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. So what a cool awesome opportunity that was. Um, after the first Super Series, second Super Series, I think. First or second, doesn't matter. I was talking to Raymond, and that was right after I think Tribe Multiball came out. And Raymond came into the booth, the very first, I think it was the first Super Series. He came into the booth, sat down, and and I didn't knew who he was. I'm still a new player, and it freaked me out. And he's like, I'm like, I introduced myself. He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, you're Rachel Tribe Multiball. I'm like, my jaw, like, ah, Jamie, you know, okay. I'm still... I was still a fangirl. But anyways, I eventually worked up my nerve to ask him if he would like to do a podcast specifically about um, competitive pinball. He had his do-or-die podcast that he had done for a long time. But I thought it'd be interesting to have the commentary from, you know, a champion of a player versus me at the time, really rookie Rachel. And so we created a podcast called The Ray Ray Show. And that's on the Poor Man's Pinball Network as well. You can just Google that if, if you so desire. I'm, I'm really proud of that because it's we give, I think, rules about different games. We talk about the pinball travels and shows that, and tournaments and things that we go to. Uh, and it's really fun. I really enjoy doing that. I hope people give a listen to that too. And hopefully it helps you with your game. And also the biggest thing about that is I think that it helps us with our mental game. Like I like to ask Raymond, or he'll, or we'll, or I, or I'll talk about this happened, but my head is saying this, and like, how do I do it? How do I do this? You know, and because pinball is more than just rules and skills. It's also about the brain and about keeping your brain at zen, right? Mm -hmm. So hard, at least for me. That's the way that I I look at it. So that's yeah. how I got into the podcasting just it's 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 kind of bonkers because i never thought in a million years that i'd have not one but two podcasts about pinball <laughs> it's so cool and to be and then to be here on another podcast talking about pinball is just the neatest thing i think you oh. do a phenomenal job on that podcast especially uh in the beginning and and even going forward of how you you pick his brain i love when you pick his brain because here we have a top 10 player in the world and you're asking him questions that we all want to know especially if we're you know trying to get better and you, you just the you, the rapport you two have is outstanding so congratulations on that and finding a good partner on the mic it's really awesome yeah he's he's great and we've really finally figured out how to narrow it down to right around an hour it's hard because there's sometimes so much stuff you really want to talk about the ups and the downs of it yeah and you know the bad digs that you have the comebacks so sometimes it's hard um to to whittle it down but i have to also thank tim lee because he edits that and he has edited 12 episodes for the ray ray show and i just really appreciate that I couldn't I couldn't do anything without the help of other people, right? No, you got to have a team. I, I I have my boy Donovan and uh all these guys that that really really help me and 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 get the wormhole where we're, we're trying to get it. So it's it's awesome. Um what else you have coming up? Any more podcasts you want to do? Uh, you start a TV show? Are you doing anything else there or uh 
Oh no, TV show. Well, I mean, if someone's willing to pitch the right thing, uh, it'd be I, good for a documentary, a pinball documentary about '82, because I've never been to '82. Oh, and uh, so with all the grief that I'm giving you about not being the wormhole, I have got to get a couple of wormholers up to '82. We got to do it. Absolutely, and I'll roll off the red carpet. It is. It really is such a phenomenal place to play. What I should plug is I do run uh, Ladies Slip Wisconsin, which is a traveling pinball tournament series. When I first started playing, there really there wasn't any bells and chimes or women's pinball or anything near me. And I'm like, and I also realized that out of like you know, fifty players, that only five of us were women. So I thought, well, we really need to grow the hobby and get more women into it because I'm having a heck of a lot of fun, a barrel of fun, would you say? I'm having such a great time that I uh, just decided I jumped up this thing and I asked a couple of different people, well, will you host something if I put it together? And like, sure. So here we are a couple of years later and uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, been able to grow the hobby a little bit that way. Uh, friends, you know, women that are into the hobby invite their friends and I do try to post about it, but I'm still trying to find a way to crack into like the more generic public uh, in order to get more women into the hobby. But, Lest I digress, there is. I'm it's running. Common. It's common. More our it, bells and chimes chapter here, and the other women chapters throughout Texas are growing exponentially. So uh, that's really good. definitely growing. It's a slow. I feel sometimes at a snail's pace, but then sometimes I think maybe I could do better too. But I'm just so happy to even provide the opportunity for women's pinball. Um, that that makes me feel good. Like, uh, that helps. Like there wouldn't be. A lot of women at Women's State, they'd only have eight players or it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be what it is, you know, without being able to provide access to those type of tournaments. And no question, we are, we are the ally of women here at the Wormhole and especially on this podcast, like one in five, I really want to be women players and, and uh, important women in pinball is, is who yeah, I Absolutely. I think that those are, those are all great goals. Uh, but I am running my largest tournament of year will okay. be May will be May 18th. It's Ladies Flip District 82. It's a women's I'm gonna I'm building a women's weekend slowly but surely. But on Saturday, May 18th, I'm going to do a double a double header. It'll be a 13 round match play followed followed by a I think that I did a five strike classic knockout last year. So it'll be the same thing following it because there's so many beautiful classic games there. And those are my two favorite style tournaments to play. Uh, and then Friday night, Eric is open. District A2 is open for Flippin' Friday. But, and I also have now secured a second location on Sunday uh, at the Pinball Barn on a Farm. Some friends of mine that have there's a nice collection that they open up. They're going to open up um, on that Sunday. So February 18th and 19th, I'll hopefully have three women's tournaments. So I'm very excited to add that one more tournament in. I have no idea the st style of play, maybe max match play. I'm still kind of in the dreaming stage of that portion, but getting rolling on that, getting rolling. So any, anyway, so if there's any women that are out there looking to come to District 82 to play for the first time, and you want to play an open tournament on Friday and play a bunch of pinball all day on Saturday there, please holler at me, uh, message Lady Slip or message me and, or email me, ladieslipwi at gmail.com. Uh, I would love, love to have you. So oh. I think it's good. That's awesome. I'm so excited that you're coming back to Houston. In fact, in this Space City Open, there's a spot next to me to commentate. Now, I, I, I obviously want you to try to win the darn thing. Yeah. 
if you okay. don't win the thing, uh, I've already promised the finals away, but uh, semifinals or, or come sit next to me because I think we would be great on the mic together. Oh, I, I think so, too. I, I would love to do that. I think it's such a, again, such a fun opportunity. Anytime that folks ask me to come do commentary with them, I'm like, this is great. That's great because I get to learn something new. And usually it's often a game that's new to me. I'm like, okay, so now you tell me. Yeah. Um, I'm also the for my third year in the row in a row. I'm running the, I'm organizing the Midwest Pinball Championship at the Midwest Gaming Classic. So it's really the Midwest Gaming Classic Pinball Championship at MGC. That's in Milwaukee. The first the first weekend in April. I do plug that because if you are somebody that's traveling to the show, and the midwest region uh if you bring a game it helps you so much in order for access to that show it's not a pinball expo but all the pinball manufacturers are generally there and i run an open tournament that's only 80 players and i think that opens march 2nd the pre-registration opens for that so it's kind of kind of cutthroat but it's it's a fun tournament uh and, it, and it's just like we do five rounds of match play and then we do a, like a three strike finals afterwards two two sessions of people uh it's just because it's just a different setting or whatever but i wanted to plug that because midwest gaming classic is just really it's more than pinball you can play a whole bunch of tabletop games there's panels cosplay it's just a really really cool thing and pinball is kind of like a little cherry on top uh i think scott denisi is there usually oh, i Sp love scott denisi yeah it goes on so that's that's like my look, my, my closest um, big expo or, or party party, you know, this spring. Uh, and if you're also interested in coming to play or volunteer mm -hmm. for volunteers, <laughs> I mean, you know, I got to plug it, Jamie. Got to get volunteers. Okay. Because yeah. it takes a village to run these tournaments. It takes a village. You need TDs. You need rig. <laughs> you need whatever, you know, for me. Yeah, I need 16 pinball machines, and I need 10 volunteers. And out of those volunteers, I need about four of those to be TDs. Because I organize it and do all the things, but I don't play it, I don't TD. Because it's just easier if I don't. But people always step up. So anyways, that's Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, first weekend in April 2024. Those are my big things coming up. I'm very um, excited about them. Last question for you. Uh, you think we can get a spot at Pimberg? If you got a spot, would you go? Well, I'm not going to try for a spot, but if I got a spot, would I go? And it's only how many people this year? A hundred? A hundred maybe. It's not It's not a lot. Wait. If a hundred people and it's a random draw of people that go, and I know that I got a ticket, I would probably go. I would. And if I go to Pimberg. Uh, and I say that because I don't want to know that, like, you know, Raymond's going to be there to play as much as I love him. I want to want to play against him because <laughs> it's a small, not a lot of people means it's a smaller, it's not a lot of people with a lot of good players means it's a smaller opportunity for me to do anything as oh, a competitor. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I just want to go for the spectacle that is, you know. Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather go cry at Indisc. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean that so affectionately, but that scares me. That's like a much harder monetary card format, you know. I, I, don't, I just can't do the card format. I, I I would be way too nervous. I would get four scores in, and in the fifth, I would choke. 
oh, yeah, or, like, you have two bad games, and you're like, I guess I'm just going to finish the card because I should experiment and play those other games. <laughs> right, right. <Just> <laughs> I would literally have a panic attack on the floor at Indisc if I had to do the card system. And so what's the point of that? I don't need to up my meds. I'm just not, it's just, I'm just not there yet. Right, right. Right, uh, right. and I think if Pinberg was... A thousand people, yes. If Pinberg won three hundred people, yes. I would definitely then it would be hands down, no worries. But I think the smaller amount of people it makes me nervous a little bit more nervous because I'm like, I'm probably not gonna do that great. And if I'm gonna make I mean, I wanna see the spectacle and all of that, but I have to see like I have to think about Rachel as the competitive player and where my my where am I buying my whoppers, basically? Where am I spending my money in order to get my points? And so what's going to be the most conducive for me to earn or where is the best place for me to get those points in terms of the other players and that kind of thing? So as much as that sucks to have to say that, I do have to pay, put that to consideration if I play something like Pinberg at, with the current capacity. But I will say I'm super excited for them. I never had an opportunity to go to the first one for or the the original OG. So to me, I think that in a couple of years, once you really get blown, rolling away, um, I'm I can't wait to make it out there. So yeah, a question that's going to be incredible. Uh, and one of the things that we're going to be trying to build here is uh, our Bayou Bash, which is our October tournament that is uh, mandatory costume. It's a Halloween Bayou Bash. We do a two three day event. And uh, that might be something that we. Uh, I do. Have a I do have a roadshow red costume. Well, I mean, it's mandatory, so you'd have to try. You'd have to pack it in the bags. You would have to do it. But we'll we'll talk about that some other time. Uh, please listen to Rachel wherever podcast media can be streamed and downloaded. Uh, you are absolute delight. I knew this would be a great podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, of course, you can contact Wormhole at wormholepinball at gmail.com for rental. You can follow us on Twitch and YouTube. And of course, Fox Cities Pinball. Please follow Fox Cities. They are honestly one of the best streaming of competitive pinball that there is. There's there's three of the goats, and uh, I finally got my trilogy. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie, so much for the opportunity to be here. I really enjoyed my time chatting with you. And thank you for letting me share my passion about pinball. Love you oh, so much. You're, you're, you're lovely. Thank you so much. And I knew that would come across so easily. So thank you so <laughs> much, Rachel. You take care. And uh, what an absolute pleasure. You too. All right. Take care. Curly hair. I don't that... know. I don't know if you're going to win the curly hair contest with me. You have some curly hair. But well, I'm not I... contest. I just want to see it because I didn't know you had. Oh. <laughs> no no i just make everything in no contest rachel i can't help myself oh well bring it on <laughs> <laughs>